they'd say things like, yeah, there are no showers there, but just use wet wipes. And you don't have to go into the sex tents unless you want to. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. My name is Griff. Wait, where's Kira? Oh, she's traveling. Okay. I did know that. Um, Well, you know what? I really prefer to have someone here with me. So I think that this might be the perfect time for Petty Crimes to have its first ever guest judge. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know our first guest from season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. You also might be one of his millions of social media fans. You might know him from the hit film A Star is Born, or you might listen to him every week on his Drag Race dissection podcast, Race Chaser. Please join me in welcoming to the Petty Crimes Court, my friend, Willem. All right. Well, hello, Willem. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to see you in person. How has your summer been? Summer's been swift. Yeah. Tom Swift. Swift. (laughs) Tom Swift. Did you know I actually auditioned for that? You did? Yeah. Guess who didn't get it? Me. Uh, I didn't get it. Canceled. Canceled. Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. I liked it. I was very intrigued by it. Yeah. Me too. I was very intrigued by it too. It's just, uh, well... Well, better luck next time. But um, you have recently been in Canada, correct? Yeah, I was filming a TV show with Billy Porter Ooh. for two and a half weeks. How, how was that? Best experience I could ever, like, experience. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Leia. That's it was so nice. such a fun set. Billy Porter is like, all love, all chill, best time. Know your lines. You get three takes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It oh, was it was great. quick? Yeah. Yeah. We, there were, like, musical numbers. I don't know how much I can say about it, but, like, yeah, yeah. there was... It's everything you can want from a TV show. Wow, that's it. That's awesome. In an hour or forty-two minutes. Whatever. I've met Billy a few times. I I don't know if he would remember me. Hopefully, he would. But he's such great energy, and he has so many stories. So super. He's like, I mean, yeah. especially for me, like I have to thank him for what he's laid out for me to as a black queer man to uh-huh. to really build on. So if you see him soon, thank him for me. Okay. Um, if I see him, I'll thank him as well. But yeah, he's well, so supportive of all the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The children, yes. as he likes to remind Gotta let us. them know what time it is. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I, I I still let the listeners know that Kira is not with us. She's traveling right now. So we're happy to have you as our first ever guest oh, yes. on Petty Crimes. And I think you've listened to a little bit of Petty Crimes. I'm, I, I'm significantly petty. Perfect. Yeah. That's uh, I reached out for a reason, I suppose. And yeah, this will be good. So our listeners are great. They write in now, now that we have listeners, mm-hmm. their own crimes from their lives, a lot of which are very petty and Kira and I usually look through the inbox and kind of figure out which ones are great for an episode, which ones are good for criminal or minimal. Uh-huh. This one was specifically written in and involves a gay campsite. So a gay campsite. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which you'll, you'll hear more about that, but I thought that'd be a really good episode for us to tick through. Yeah. That's, Burning Man just happened. That's oh my kind God. Of like a big gay campsite. It for sure is. So let's just picture Burning Man in our head and then that'll help us kind of be in the moment. Have you been? I haven't. My buddy oh, goes okay. every year, Matt. And he just got back. It yeah. looks intense. It's great. I went three years. Three years? Yeah. Oh, and it's now? So it's like the hottest time of the year in California. And it depends. I mean, um, it like one down. year, like we were bike riding in Speedos at night. And then the next year we were like bundled up, like weatherproofing in like silver oh. blankets. So like it depends it when depends. you get it. Yeah. And the, the year after that, it was fine. But like. I'll never replace that first year. Yeah. I'm oh, done. Man. I'm done trying to. I th- I'll have to go once, but Do it, yeah. makes it, I guess, hard to predict with weather like that. And it's intense. Like, mm-hmm. I need to, 
you need be to prepare. Ready for it's radical self-reliance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have to be with the right friends too. Trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Let's dive into the crime. This one Let's will be fun. It. This was submitted by listener Justin from Massachusetts. And you just mentioned that you're going to be in Boston soon, right? I was in Boston last weekend at a college called Bray Braden or Braden. Brandeis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to the listeners are gonna kill me, but I went to Boston College and so did Kira. Okay. So I and I moved to LA from Boston. So I very familiar and love love Boston. Okay. Cool. Did you like it? As I was on stage, <laughs> I was telling these people, I don't ever need to come back here so I can say whatever I want and do whatever I want. And this is gonna be a good show for you. Yeah, yeah. Whoever paid me may not like it, but y'all are gonna laugh. Yeah. And they did. They had a great time. Good. But I was not college appropriate. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, they were lucky to have you. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and they should have recognized that. Anyway, submitted by <laughs> submitted by Justin from Massachusetts, maybe a Brandeis student. Okay. This crime involves really two people. At the end, we're going to figure out who's guilty with between these two. Okay. Justin, of course, the protagonist who wrote it in. Justin. And then Aiden, who is the lead gay camper and okay. one of Justin's friends or used to be. Ooh. Ooh. This occurred summer 2021, so oh. almost a year ago. Or okay. no, a year ago. He's been thinking on it. Yeah, he's been thinking on it, yeah. And we're happy to let him vent his feelings mm -hmm. a year later. So his email and letter reads as follows. <clears throat> Hi, Petty Crimes. I hope you don't mind the familiar salutation, but I've laughed with you both so often while alone in my kitchen making dinner that I feel like we are truly dear friends. Okay. Do you feel close with your fans? Yeah. yeah. One of them just died. Her name's Carol. Oh, rest in peace, Carol. Like yesterday, R.I.P. Carol. Oh man, this one's for Carol. Hey, Carol. You have a and you have a lot of fans. I, I just yeah. say yes. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> he continues. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to help me make a ruling about some of my other friends in quotation marks. The story takes place during the summer of 2021 at a gay campground. You know the ones privately owned, deep, deep in the mm -hmm. woods. <laughs> Where the clothing is optional, where access to the grounds requires purchasing a membership because of its full debauchery. Oh. Do you know, do you like, are you familiar with these types of campgrounds? It sounds like the Radical Fairies with a cover charge. Oh, what? The Radical Fairies? The radical Fairies are like, imagine people like Raja, but like in the woods in Tennessee who like <gasps> are like hippy dippy. Creatures it's, of the earth. Yeah, it's not all about fucking, but there is fucking like Interesting. very like uh, Red River, Northern California. Interesting. Okay, Red so, River. I don't know some river. So there's like this is like a thing. Yeah, wood, okay. woodsy gaze. Got it. Woods exactly woodsy gaze. And he continues to your point. We have an outdoorsy slash camping gay subset of my larger friend group who like to call themselves the gays who actually hike. Okay. So I guess I I mean I like to hike Me around too. LA. I'm down. Now, they had been trying to convince us non-camping gays to join them in the woods for a weekend. And I will stop here. On the podcast, I've kind of helped our listeners understand the different kind of subcategories, uh, hobby-wise of gays. Like, you have gamers mm -hmm. that, like, you know, obviously play video games. You've got Disney gays. We had a whole episode dedicated to Disney gays. They should be the most feared. Yeah, yeah. And our episode is indicative of that. They're mm -hmm. an interesting type of gay. Sect. Exactly, a sect. But I guess, yeah, outdoor, I mean, I have friends that are outdoorsy gays. Me too, I'm one. Oh, yeah. I guess, I mean, the listeners know that I grew up on a farm, so I guess I'm outdoorsy from birth, but uh -huh. I don't know. I feel like I'm not just, some people just really gravitate towards one of those kind of subsets, and that's their whole life. And I think that will play out as we continue. Okay. So just keep that in mind, okay? Some context. Up until this fateful summer, my friend group was incredibly tight-knit. 
We had been getting together every week for several years for Trash TV Tuesdays and did just about everything together. Trash TV Tuesdays. When COVID hit, you remember COVID? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> we continued meeting <laughs> weekly via Zoom, each of us in the group taking a Tuesday night to create Zoom-friendly activities. Okay. I hosted a craft night. Another friend did Dora the Explorer trivia. Another put on a bake-off where we rushed to our respective kitchens to bake a common recipe, complete with judging and prizes. I won, he says. And no one does theme parties or theme events like gays. We do. Gays go hard with that stuff. Take notes, traits. He continues, I don't have a car because I live in a city where I don't need one, but occasionally we'll ask these friends for rides to places they are already going because we all live close to each other. When I say we were friends, we were friends. Seems like, yeah. yeah, seems like they're close knit. You have friends, right? Couple. Just a couple. Question for you. I mean, two years ago, right? Summer 2020, quarantine. Were you like on Zoom with friends, doing activities, like pre-gaming, drinking? Was that a thing you did or did you just kind of like fuck off? And- no, my friend did like house party and I went to that once and I was like, yeah. these are all the people I fake kiss hello at the clubs. Uh, I don't even need to see them on my computer. Yeah. And I was kind of, I was working still. I have like a an office where I do all my digital content that was like a couple blocks from my house that I could walk to and just oh, be alone. And that's nice. I live with my cameraman and my old assistant. So Uh-oh. it was... Did like you, you just film a lot of content at home then? That's all I did. That's it, really nice. Yeah. I was, sure that was uniquely helpful. set up for it. Yeah. But they sound like they were friends partying online. Yeah, right. And my friends and I did that too. We had like, I mean, it was nice to be able to like see people from the East Coast or like mm-hmm. Florida and like drink with them. But after a while, that kind of grew old. We, it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I we didn't need drinking to drinking like in 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so it's, one less thing to do. Yeah. And I don't really drink that much either. So I was just I really just like smoked. Weed I on. just do drugs. Yeah. yeah but exactly. Who wants to smoke inside? Yeah. Sometimes me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the camping gays worked on us for over a year. They'd say things like, yeah, there are no showers there, but just use wet wipes. And you don't have to go into the sex tents unless you want to. <laughs> so it seems like this campsite is just basically like a woodsy warehouse party. OK. Yeah. I need to figure that out. Is there a cover? <laughs> well, you have to pay $150 to oh, year, yeah. I guess. So $150 cover. Finally, I thought, what the hell? I have wet wipes. I do have a hammock. And my friends guaranteed me that I could borrow any camping gear I needed, which okay. is nice. And I did warn them I would need to borrow just about everything. So I decided to pay the $150 membership fee, which, let's be honest, is a lot of money to pay to sleep in the woods with angry bears, the real ones and the gay ones. <laughs> Justin's funny. <laughs> So I started dreaming of the weekend, hammocking by the glacial river with a good mystery novel. Willem, for our listeners that aren't familiar with gay tribes, can you describe what a gay bear is? A gay bear is, I, I just imagine someone coming at me who's larger than me, <laughs> usually friendly. Yep. Hairy. Down for a hug. Hairy. Some sort of crop tea, mm-hmm. like with a little belly out. Yeah, exactly. Cute shorts. Yeah. Um, if anybody has a computer handy, Google Big Dipper. Big Dipper. He's a, a famous bear. Okay. <laughs> like a human bear? Oh, he's a human bear. Okay. He produces my podcast. Oh, cool. And he is a bear. Okay. We'll give uh, Big Dipper a Jovial. Shout-out. Okay. Wow. You know some bears. Yeah. Yeah. No, jovial's an adjective I use to describe Big Dipper. Oh. Like cheerful. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Jovial. Yeah. Bears either like me or don't. I think sometimes bears like like kind of because I look kind of pretty and I'm thin mm. and so there's a nice juxtaposition some bears just really want to not see a like jock twink they like other bears but yeah helpful context for those of you listening who don't know what a bear is I'm sure you know many in your life 
Justin continues. A couple months before this trip, I invited Aiden and Victor, the ringleaders of the camping gays, to brunch to meet a visiting friend. Oh, cool. We love brunch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very I familiar don't. with brunch. Yeah, Actually, yeah. let me <laughs> keep going. Okay, yeah, bring up, bring up what you need. This visiting friend has bad blood with two of Aiden and Victor's best friends who are a couple. Ooh. I didn't tell Aiden and Victor this, that it was this friend, but I just didn't want the drama at brunch. But they did find out later. So basically, he invited them to brunch, and the person they were at brunch with, they have a mutual friend who really hates them. Just helpful context. That was my old grinder name. Hates brunch. Yeah. Anyone who's ever been a server hates brunch. Yeah, yeah I feel that. And I, I assume like brunch in the drag community too is just like a, a totally interesting hour. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll do a criminal or minimal. I'll tell you something about that after this. Okay, perfect. Once we wrap, mm-hmm. I'll be on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so helpful context. They, they, uh, they knew some of the people that would eventually be on the trip, but they didn't have the best experience because apparently... The bad blood. Yeah, Justin invited some people that they didn't like and didn't tell them and blah, 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 blah. So a few days before the trip, we all got the email from Aiden. His email outlined important details, reiterated that a real pair had been stalking the campground, and that it said something like, please be sure to bring all of your own gear and food, including all of your own kitchen gear. Don't be a moocher. What? Yeah. Thoughts on that? Um... The guy, maybe that was to everybody else except the one guy that he specifically said you could borrow my shit. Yeah, ex- that, good point. I would have clarified that as soon as I got that email. Like, hey, remember you told me all that shit? Yeah, that's Keep funny. going. Yep. <laughs> to my knowledge, literally everyone else on the email thread had their own gear. So I read this, don't be a moocher, as being written directly to me. Mm-hmm. The one guy who didn't own camping gear and who said he'd need to borrow some equipment. Mm-hmm. This also got me thinking of how I was occasionally asking for people for rides in this group because he didn't have a car. He was asking for rides when okay. they cross places. Hmm, is that moocher? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't know if that's being a moocher. Yeah. Seems like convenience. Anyway, similar to Kira, my co-host, who you are today, <laughs> I do not like conflict. So instead of replying back, but, I'm, but I'm, am I still okay to borrow some gear? I instead took this passive aggressive comment all the way to Amazon.com. I bought every single piece of camping gear a gay could possibly need. I bought a tent. I bought cooking supplies. I bought a battery-operated blow-up mattress. I spent nearly $600 because I am not a moocher. Okay. I am many things, but I am not a moocher. So we'll pause there. Would you consider someone repeatedly asking for rides if you're going in the same direction to be a moocher? If you could classify it, it would be like... Mini the moocher, like <laughs> yeah, the miniest yeah. of, of mooching. <laughs> a mini but like I'm, I've always been that friend with the car. Yeah, I've literally been in bands specifically because I was still the friend with the car. Yeah, yeah, who could, <laughs> yeah. Who could fit like guitars and shit? Yeah. So my mentality too. I I just got a car in 2021, so last year I'd been in LA for a few years without one. If I'm going somewhere and someone else needs to go, like I'm totally okay. Yeah, offering them a ride. I I guess it is interesting if that person knows that I have a car and will always and like always asks if I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to Target, hey, you're going to Target this week? I don't know. So I'd, I'd have to like, I'd have to know how Justin's really phrasing this. Okay. And our listeners know, we read the emails, the people are writing the emails. Do they not... send pictures in? Just so you have context? Oh yeah. Uh, we can ask Justin for some pictures and we'll have them posted on our Instagram. But we're subject to the email right now. I don't particularly think that's mooching behavior. No. But we don't know how he's uh-uh. asking these friends. And a ride that's green. That's if you're green. going there anyway. We love, we love being green. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page. So fast forward. We're at the gay campsite, which mm-hmm. I kind of want to go to at this point. 
There are seven us, seven of us there. Aiden and his partner, Victor, the leaders. The couple from the brunch story uh-huh. that was enemies with the person that they had brunch. And three single gays, myself included. Welcome to the club. Six of the seven of us were part of the TV trash or trash TV Tuesday group. So they're fairly close. Mm-hmm. I guess one of them was fairly new. By the third afternoon of the five-day trip, I'd successfully set up my hammock and blown up my mattress. <laughs> <laughs> They're like electric blow-up mattress. It was, I'm sure, hard. Setting up a hammock's not super easy. Nor is setting up a tent. Uh, I mean... Well, you're it, a camping guy, so like it's easy for you. I've been doing this since I was a kid, too. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's like one, us. two, one, two. You got you to gotta bring something to like get a deep hole. A deep hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean me. <laughs> So bring something that can get a deep hole yeah. on your camping trip. Perfect. I'm going to write that down. He continues. I'd mastered the art of wet wipe shower. <laughs> I'd cooked my own food. I'd spotted the real bear. And I'd oh, avoid, cool. Right? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I had avoided the sex tents. And he puts in parentheses, who wants to have sex after living in the woods and not showering for days? And I, Justin, I will say some people do isn't, want that. Isn't there a river too that like you exactly. can like just jump into? Yeah. Because a Burning Man, like the alkaline dust keeps everybody's pH to where they don't get stinky. It's crazy. Oh it's my a God, scientific. are you a chemist? It's, everyone told me and it's true. <laughs> yeah. like, but our camp had showers too. Okay. So like that was nice because we would all put on Fleetwood Mac and then go fleet <laughs> to get ready for the parties that night. Fun. But the showers were helpful. But alkaline dust has this thing that like aligns with your pH where like it neutralizes things. Oh, well, yeah, and he did mention that there's a glacial river. I mean, the wet wipes can only do so much, but yeah. Um, but we will also say, I'm sure you know people that like actually kind of enjoy muskier sex or like post gym yeah. sex, and and like people um, that just had COVID and their smells not back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mud happy. on the field, play ball. <laughs> exactly, batters up. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and you're right. He could just jump in the river, Justin. Come on, but he's new. Right? <laughs> he's new to camping, so maybe he's never swam in a river. Anyway. That afternoon, I was lying in my hammock reading my mystery novel, dozing on and off, when one of the gays ran up to me and said, Okay, Aiden and Victor are finally gone. Are you ready? Ready for what? He replied. And I noticed all of the gays from the neighboring campsite flittering in with champagne and party decorations. My friend looked at me and said, You don't know about the engagement? I froze and almost fell out of my hammock. No, I didn't know about the fucking engagement. My friend explained to me that Aiden had been planning on surprising Victor on an engagement this weekend for months, and it was finally going down. Oh. Guess he didn't know. <laughs> Everyone had assigned roles, even the gays from next door, and it was time to execute the plan of creating an engagement party for Aiden and Victor to return to. I looked around and spotted the one other new gay lingering at the edge of the campsite, looking just as confused as I felt. I later confirmed he was the only other person who wasn't in on the plan. I ended up helping to decorate the campsite and I poured champagne. And when Victor and Aiden returned, I cheered and clapped, admiring Victor's new ring. But the entire time I was perplexed. Why hadn't Aiden told me about the plan? Why did the guys next door know, but not me? Weren't we close friends? As I moved in to hug Aiden in congratulations, he gave me a quick pitying look. You know those gay pity looks, you know? That I suppose was meant as an apology and whispered, sorry I didn't tell you. I didn't want to risk spoiling the surprise. And that, Griffin Willem, is the story. Uh-huh. I don't know why I was the only close friend on the camping trip who wasn't told. Was this petty or were they just being practical? Was it an elaborate attempt at revenge for winning the quarantine bake-off? Was it hmm. because I had made them get brunch with one of their best friend's enemies and so they didn't trust me with a secret? Do I just need to let it go? Thanks so much, Period. Justin. Justin, okay. 
So we have the setting, we have the story. I have a few questions prepared to help us get to the bottom of this. Okay. Okay with that. <laughs> Firstly, you talked about it, but tell us more about, are you a camping gay? Are you outdoors? You said you've been doing it since you've been a kid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Philly, Jersey, and Florida. Oh. But in Jersey, I lived on like a river and my dad would take us something called high hoeing. Okay. Which is... <laughs> Uh, like Snow White. Shocking that I ended up a hooker. But yeah, like Snow <laughs> yeah. White, we'd go through the woods, hi-ho, hi-ho, and we'd sing. And there'd be like animals and all this shit. And like, we were very outdoorsy. I would sleep in like a, a clubhouse he built and like Whoa. grow our own food and shit. We Whoa. had ducks and I'm outdoorsy, outdoorsy. Okay. I love being outside. I'm a cancer. Take me to water, beach, all I'm that. also a cancer. Nice. When's your birthday? June 30th. July 13th. Nice. Nice to meet you. You too. Okay, interesting. I enjoy the outdoors. I'm not a camping gay. I don't, like, to your point, like, I wouldn't be able to put, like, a tent up very quickly. Okay. I've gone camping. I went to summer camps. I grew up in the, in the like, on a farm. But I'm not, like, proficient in the skills of camping. Mm-hmm. I would definitely need someone to, like, shepherd me and help me. Sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, so if you're a camping gay and you ask someone that's not a camping gay, say me, to go camping with you, what are your thoughts on Aiden, who's the same as you, not letting Justin share in his supplies or like borrow stuff? See, that part for me, if if I was friends with him, I would have just taken the one moment of awkward and spend, instead of spending $600 and be like, <laughs> hey, all that shit that you said, does that apply to me? Because yeah. I'm your friend. Yeah. And then a year later, he's he's been thinking on this for a year. <laughs> I get the thing about not telling people because I have friends that I won't tell things to because I know they can't be trusted with secrets. Yeah. Ooh. And it's not that they're like they're trying to spoil things, but they're drunk, they're loud, yeah. they don't know the reach of their own voice, or like, you know, they're sloppy and they oh, mm-hmm. they tell one person and that person promises not to tell nobody. And yeah. then that person does the same thing, but don't tell nobody, but that person don't tell nobody. Exactly. If everybody does that, it like exponentially squares. So like this guy's telling me and you, complete strangers, mm-hmm. all of his problems with all of his friends. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't trust him with secrets either. Interesting. He is. He's reaching out to, you know, he thinks he knows Did us. he change the name? He's friends with us. He did. We do that on every episode. Even oh. if he didn't, we do that just to protect people from these petty crimes. Well, I'm um, sure somebody listening has a friend who got engaged in the woods with a bunch of <laughs> and bears. And somebody knows the secrets in the must. We will. We'll see. I will say that's a good point about. Just, you know, gays can be gossipy. People are gossipy in general. And when you have a big surprise, I don't think I would tell a lot of people just because... What if he you, says no, too? Well, yeah, exactly. And the more people you tell, the, the higher risk that your yeah. eventual fiancé will find out. And gays are already high risk. High risk. It's just int- I guess it's just interesting that he's so close with Aiden and Victor that he, he was just the one that they didn't tell of all of the group mm-hmm. there. And I will say that Justin wrote in just for added context in terms of being able to keep a secret. He says, I'm a therapist, so I work in a field where my literal job is oh. to keep secrets. This makes Aiden's last comment about not spoiling the surprise completely out of left field. Huh. So good point, but and I'm glad he said this because I mean yeah. if I had a friend that was a therapist, I'd probably be like, you're probably one of the more trustworthy with a secret. Maybe they're not as good friends as they think. Yeah, exactly. Which brings me to my next question. During quarantine and COVID, does your friend group just in general kind of change. I found myself like I was really close to the people in my building. And then I kept up with the people that were close to me, like geographically, some of those people I'm not super close with anymore. Cause it was like a really interesting year mm-hmm. to be friends with them. And also people I knew before quarantine, I just don't see anymore because I had a year to think about who I wanted in my life, who had similar interests. 
Like if I was a camping gay, I'd probably be like, oh, maybe after quarantine, I'll really focus on my camping gays. Did your friend group change post-quarantine because of the year we had really to ourselves? Yes. I Yes. I, my living situation changed. It went from three to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend, a lot of people moved. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. A too. lot of people moved. And people just picked up. I don't know. I just found it was like a time to really focus on who's meant to be in your life and who's not and who, or who you want to like invest time in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And part of me is wondering if Justin was kind of on the like short end of Aiden and Victor's discussion of that. But I do think it's weird that Aiden and Justin were inviting him to go camping still after that then. Yeah. But as we both know, gays aren't always the most organized in their emotion. Maybe he had drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he was holding. Who knows? <sighs> and then I guess final question for you. How would you personally feel if like your best friend and all of your best friends knew about someone in that group's engagement and you were the only one that was left out and being told that? Because, you know, Justin's painted a picture that these people have been close for years. They've mm-hmm. kept up. They like do things, activities. They're going camping together. Like, how would you feel if you were just left out of your best friend's engagement notice? There's something that I heard called the five rule where like oh. if it won't matter in in five minutes, five months or wait, you figure out if it'll matter in five seconds, five minutes, five days, five months, five years. Interesting. And like. That's all I remember about it. But <laughs> if I pretty much realized, like, if it's not going to matter, like, and then there's something like those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. Interesting. Like, I just try to find something that suits whatever, whatever rationalizes and supports yeah, yeah. my, my easiest decision usually. Yeah. My, I'm pretty go with the flow of my dog, I'd say, but mm-hmm. I don't think this is about him. It's about their engagement and trying to figure out what makes people tick to the point where why they didn't tell you something who cares yeah life's too short so maybe go to fucking brunch eat a a dick i don't know (laughs) like finish your mystery novel yeah go find the bear yep both bears yeah like and and in in the end like if he did ask for help he would have had to bring more shit to the campground so just be happy that you didn't interesting yeah i guess that's a good point he was there it's not like he wasn't there he was still invited Okay, I mean, I think we've ticked through. We're going to come to the the verdicts. Okay. And I've written them out. I think we've ticked through everything we need to. We've talked about camping. We've talked about how we'd feel if we'd been let to. Oh, actually, I hadn't talked about that. I don't know how I would feel if, like, I was in a room of 10 of my best friends Mm -hmm. and nine of them, me excluded, knew about something super important to one of the others and I was the only one not being told. Mm -hmm. I think probably... I don't know if I would ask why I wasn't told or if I'd like Justin sit on it for a year and then write it into a podcast and like ask for stranger help. Yeah, I think that's interesting, but I don't know. It is interesting, but not enough to make me think about it. Yeah. If it was my problem, I'd be interested a little more. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. Fair enough. All right. (laughs) Let's get to the verdicts then. We're going to figure out who's guilty and who's not. Verdict one. Do you think that Aiden is guilty of not telling Justin about the engagement? Factually, yes, he did not tell them, but like, does it imply guilt or a, just a, a choice? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's any onus in any direction yeah. on the why he did or didn't. He just didn't. Well, did he have to? No, he didn't. Would it have been nice? Yes. But so, life's, life's not fair. Yeah. Naomi Smalls. <laughs> so not guilty. Not guilty. I I guess I agree with that. And that's a good point. Like it is precious to him like this engagement is between Aiden and his yeah. fiance Victor like it's 
Aiden, as the one who's proposing, I guess it's his prerogative to tell who he wants. That part. That part. All right. Second for Aiden. <laughs> is Aiden guilty of convincing non-camping gays to join him while not offering to share camping supplies? Technically, yes. Yeah. Because he was on that email and there was no like follow-up. Oh, by the way, you're still Gucci. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't buy a disposable cup. <laughs> yeah. Or collapsible cup. Sorry, yeah, not yeah. disposable. You have to bring your own <laughs> cup. Yeah, I think it's funny that he spent a year trying to get Justin and I guess the one other non-camping gay Mm -hmm. to go camping and then like said that in that email specifically, don't be a mooch, make sure you have all your shit. Yeah. I'd be like, "Uh, hey, Justin, like, you're right. I would follow up if I was eight and I'd be like, hey, Justin, you should definitely get this and this, but feel free to use this that I have because I have extra. Mm -hmm. And if you like camping, then then spend $600. Yeah. But like buy your starter supplies, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we find Aiden guilty for that. Yes. I agree. We're on the same page. All right. We're pivoting to Justin, the protagonist, the writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of covered this. Do you think Justin's a moocher for asking friends for rides? No. Okay. I don't think so either. But I do think I do question if that behavior. If they're it, going to the same spot, yeah, yeah. especially. No, that's fine. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just, you're right. It's green. It's yeah. just easy. But again, we don't know how Justin's asking for it. Maybe he's literally asking every day for a ride but we don't know that it's not in the it's not in the evidence final verdict with justin is justin guilty of not telling aiden and victor that they'd be getting brunch with one of their best friend's enemies because part of me thinks that that might it's a little complicated right like the person that was visiting town had really bad blood with aiden and victor's best friends that are a couple if he knew beforehand that they had issues with him then yes if he didn't know beforehand then it's a small gay world sorry about it (laughs) it's a small gay world he did know beforehand he did know and he he purposefully didn't tell aiden and victor because he didn't want brunch to be full of drama uh yet he knew that there would be drama boy uh he's guilty of that yeah and so part of me is wondering if like the couple that hated his friend who was also on the camping trip that couple was joining aiden and victor i wonder if the couple is kind of convincing Aiden and Victor to like distance themselves from Justin because of the like we'll say the mooching with the car or what perceived to be that and then also this brunch thing which is a little like it's a little deceiving right it's like if I give you a secret can I trust you with it yeah so okay so we we find him guilty of that yeah yeah tawdry tawdry but do you in general I think to close this out you think that Justin should just forget about this and move on right yeah yeah like it's not worth it not worth it I think we have to end there. Justin, move on. But thank you for writing in. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Willem, you ready for some criminal or minimal? Criminal or minimal, hit me. Let's go. Ever explain to him how this goes. These have been submitted mostly by listeners. Uh, so thank you for doing that. And we're going to tick through a few, some of which are drag specific. You are literally a drag expert and a goddess, god. Some of them are just normal human Little examples. <laughs> okay. Being annoying. I'm into it. So the first one, very classic, submitted by Nathan. <laughs> Criminal or minimal? Heterosexual bachelorette parties attending a drag show. <sighs> minimal. Why? Because money makes the world go round. <laughs> and <laughs> Take even, their money. And even though a lot of these dumb bitches are putting it in their mouth for us to fetch. Oh, really? Yeah, Ew, they're still Money is really dirty. Cocaine and feces, the two things found on it most. Ugh. Which I would be... A, I'm not okay with. I'd rather have ketamine and feces. <laughs> Just the feces. Yeah. I'd say minimal. Okay. What do you say? 
I, I mean, again, I'm not like, I'm not a drag performer. So I feel like the actual validity comes from people that do drag, but I hear the behavior is really influences the uh, criminal or minimal of that. Mm -hmm. So I think well-behaved people in general at drag shows minimal, but anyone who's just like, you know, a little obnoxious (laughs) at a show, any show is a criminal. And I just, I do hear that bachelorette parties in particular can be a little bit much at a drag show. Yeah. So it can be. (laughs) Oh yeah. It just depends. All right. That was a good one. Criminal or minimal. Not letting your partner know that you're climaxing during sex. This was submitted by Roger. Happened to me a couple weeks ago and I was all like, heads up would have been nice. Yeah. It's uh, like, and also a silent comer. Yeah. Like I, in my head, I was like, is he coming? And then I was like, why do I feel like a gusher fruit snack? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, you're, you're done. Yep. Yeah. That's, this was interesting. I feel like, I don't know if it's like, there's no handbook that says you need to like, like, send fireworks up and send like a plane message, but yeah, but a little alert. Totally. It's also just like, I find sex to be like a dance. And so if you're not like cluing someone in on like the biggest part of the dance, it's just, I feel like I'm like just being kind of left out. Yeah. And when you're one of two people there, yeah, it kind of feels totally. It's just, (laughs) I, I, I think that'd be really awkward. Like I'm into the whole period. I'm into the (laughs) whole aspect of being treated like a whole but holes are two-way streets. Things go in and things go out and communication go the same way. Communication is key. Yeah. Excellent. Even so, like if they just punch your kidney to let you know like it's coming soon, tighten up. Yeah. Just like the silence is, I think, unacceptable. The silence is queefening. <sighs> Submitted by Tammy. <laughs> this one's classic. A lot of our listeners wrote this in. Okay. Going to a drag show without any cash. Criminal or minimal? Minimal because... Um, applause is free mm-hmm. and if that's all you can afford to do oh. great I, i'm appreciative that i can make you happy enough to clap for me and i'm glad to share what i can share with you for free that's nice yeah it's like if you're already paying a cover times are tough man interesting i like that answer yeah that makes no. that, that that's nice and question for you are there like you know we live in such a like digital money age do drag queens accept venmo or paypal <laughs> i i had my venmo written on my thigh for like a couple weeks straight when I was doing online stuff. Yeah. Because I would just like shake the good stuff in their face and it would say my venue. I thought about getting my a QR code tattooed on my ass. Yeah. But that would last forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Like times are tough. I guess. Yeah. We did pay a cover the last drag show I went to. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Last one. Submitted by Char. This one was interesting because I've seen people do this. Standing up and dancing with the queen as they make their rounds around a club or bar. Criminal or minimal? Minimal. Everybody's having a good time. If you're if you're doing the number along with her after you gave her her money, a twirl, okay, cool. If there's like hand choreo and you're seated, yeah. If you want to throw, if you want to do the bad romance part, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you know the choreo to Judas, like Shay, but yeah you don't do it because you're jinx that's fine (laughs) um like honestly dancing is fine it's a club everybody's there to have a good time as long as you're not up showing the queen i'd say yeah if you're doing better than the queen the queen should have a problem yeah she needs to wiggle and giggle it a little more totally i feel like if i were to get up and dance i'd know let's do it for like five seconds and then let the show continue i mean depends you wearing them basketball shorts i know right people (laughs) might ask for it (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you. Is that that's it? Her, that's it. That's it. That was quick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't even it. tell me that you were done. I'm sorry. <laughs> minimal. <laughs> minimal. Damn. Perfect. Okay. Bye, everybody. Listen to my podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, where can the people find you, Willem? You can find my podcast wherever people get podcasts. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Podcast Podcast. It's called Race Chaser. And then I have another one called Hot Goss. And then there's a bunch of others on the Mom Podcast Vertical called High Jinx, Famous This Week, Sloppy Seconds, Very That with Delta Work and Raja, Hall and Closet with Heidi and Closet and Jade Essence Hall. Wow. I produce a lot of podcasts. That's dope. And then your Instagram is Willem. At Willem. Yeah, just Um, Willem. And are you on TikTok? I am. uh, I only have like six of them up there because I'm I'm 40. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's Willem TikTok, which is the new thing, I guess. Perfect. And we'll keep an eye out for you in upcoming. Yeah, do it. Definitely. Thanks, Willem. (laughs) Thank you, Griff.